0: And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks.
1: Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself.
0: Caitlin, last time we saw you and we talked, you were about to go on. An incredible inner child retreat. And so I want to hear all about that. But I also would love a lot of people will write in and be like, how do I know when it's time for something more, right? Like I'm working my butt off and I'm going to therapy once a week and I'm, you know, whether I'm seeing my psychiatrist, acupuncture, whatever my other thing is, like now it kind of feels like getting more. And you must have hit that point with yourself. Do you wanted something a little deeper? And I'd love to hear a little bit about that process for you.
2: Yeah, I feel like you just know, it's one of those things where you just know you need more. And if you're asking, you probably need more. I remember telling Jason when I went, I was going to this one therapist for a long time. And I was like, I just feel like I've outgrown her. And He was like, what do you mean? Can't you always learn something? And I was like, yeah, but like, she's already helped me to exactly what like what I needed her for. She helped me through And now I have those tools and now I'm facing a set of other problems that are coming up for me and she's not the right one for me. And I know switching therapists can always be like such a headache too, because you have, you feel like you're starting all over and you feel so defeated, but it actually can be really exciting at the same time. But I just got to a point where I'm like, I've done now 10 years of talk therapy. And I was just at a place where I'm like, know exactly what they're going to (laughs) say. I know exactly why I know what my behaviors are. Like I knew everything that was going to happen. And I was feeling like I needed a little something more. And so doing this inner child work was definitely more because it was a week of 13 to 15 hours of inner child work a day. And it was getting really uncomfortable, which I thought I had already gotten there. And I thought I was comfortable with getting uncomfortable. I didn't even know this level of uncomfortable was available. And it was a week, 13 to 15 hours a day in, you know, a tiny little room to sleep in and no phone, no books, no computers, no work, just completely removed from everything to just fully focus on, on yourself. And it was, it was really intense, really intense.
0: Just wow. bug out the first night? The first night that you're like, yeah. oh, there's no books. There's no nothing. Like you must've had like, cause I think this thing, everyone thinks it's going to feel good the whole time. And I feel like the beginning, when you do like this, it feels like shit at the beginning.
2: Well, everyone was like, when I came back, they're like, you must feel so enlightened. And like, how was your retreat? And I want to do that. No phones. And I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> it was so much more intense than that. and And I was bugging out the first night. Absolutely. I, they, you know, if you have anxiety or you have a sleep disorder, like they say you can have your medication there, but like, try to not use it. Try to use no numbing tools. You can't have any drinks. Like it's like, try to really just be raw and with yourself, like try to not even wear makeup, just show up exactly as you are. And so the first night I was like, I could pop a Xanax hundred yeah. <laughs> percent, but I didn't. <laughs> they give you a little MP3 player. And it has Um, uh, um, an MP3 MP3 player with like these little headphones and you have to like scroll it and find the sleep meditation. (laughs) And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm not going to sleep tonight. This is going to be awful. And to be honest, I think it was removing, you know, no distractions. I actually just focused so hard on this meditation and I fell asleep. And every night that I was sleeping there, I had the best sleeps of my life. Wow.
1: So that it is possible. It's possible. Yeah. And that's what I was going to yeah. ask, because I know, you know, talk about when people get sober and you take away a coping mechanism yeah. and that it's so important to replace it with like a healthier coping mechanism. So I'm I'm yeah. picturing kind of you in this space where it's just you and there's no phones, right? Like we all go to our phones to try to cope with our feelings. How did you cope with that like that is a ton of time to be doing that inner child work how were you coping during that time i did realize that i am
2: much more addicted to my phone than i ever thought i would like i always thought oh i i have like a healthy boundary with it or i i understand when i'm like do too much or doing this the scroll and i'm getting sucked into the suck hole like i realize when i'm doing it no i am like like i'd feel my body being like where's my phone and my brain immediately went to what what is on my phone, and I realized how addicted I am to it, which is crazy because I I actually read or heard somewhere that they've done a study now where your phone is actually like more addictive. People are more addicted to your phone than they are to like alcohol, drugs, yes, sex, like that. all these things. Which it gives uh, you yeah. more back. Yeah, and it's not it's nonstop. It is such a numbing device. Yeah. Um, so just coping with that was really eye opening for me because. I felt some shame around it. I was like, Oh my gosh, I am addicted to my phone. Like, what is it doing for me? Why am I having such a hard time without it? Um, but, but to be honest, I will say it was really easy to come out of that. Like it was much quicker to forget about it than I thought it would be. Um, but that was because I was in an environment where they were giving you practices and visualizations and meditations and tools every hour of every day. So. Like if I would have just gone cold turkey without a phone and just like been in my house by myself, I, I probably would have coped a lot differently, but because I was in that environment where it was so much help, like all around me, uh, it helped a lot. Cause I, a lot of people were feeling the same thing. Like you, I also realized like I'm now coming out of it. I will now have a glass of wine to celebrate my day instead of to, um, like unwind and be like, Oh, I got to like. I just need a glass of wine to relax. I'm, I'm using it to like celebrate instead. And just even that mindset is different.
0: Oh, that's amazing. I feel like for most people, so some people might be listening, right? I'm hoping that people listen to this episode and it's what they need to make a next step for whatever the next part of their growth journey is. But imagining a lot of people are listening and they're thinking like, Fuck no. I can't go on something like this because like whatever is going to come up, I won't be able to handle right? Like for a lot Mm -hmm. of people, the fear is like, what's going to come up? And then how do I go? Because you have to leave there eventually. Yeah. And so then how do I go back in my life? So if you could speak to that, I think that would be really helpful for some people.
2: That was actually where my anxiety came in was after because it was how do I implement this into my everyday life without being surrounded by it at all hours of the day? Like I felt so overwhelmed by it and I kept calling it when I came out of it I kept calling it awareness hell that I was in like I'm just like I was aware of every single pattern I was doing every numbing thing every time I picked up my phone everything that like Jason might be doing where I didn't want to be the pattern police and call him out for it but I could see things differently and I could see myself do it like it was awareness hell because it felt like every single moment of every day I was like whoa and was it I can't remember if it was you I was talking about this but like at one point I went, is ignorance bliss? Yeah. Like, to not dive into your trauma and like just you know let's just move on and and ignorance is bliss. Like I kept wondering, is it? And then yeah. it's obviously not. The answer is no. So for people that you know are like terrified to get uncomfortable, that's completely valid. That <laughs> is so valid to feel scared and uncomfortable and you're about to like, you, you're uncovering things that you might not even realize. Like a lot of the uh, people at Hoffman even said, um, people come in here and they have blacked out some trauma that comes up for them that they didn't even remember. And it's a lot, but the thing is it's either, do you want to grow or do you not? Like it's, it's just a, it's a obviously really uncomfortable situation and difficult and challenging and overwhelming and all these things that you don't want to feel. But at the end of the day, There's so many things that happen in life that will make you uncomfortable, that that will make you feel dark. Like, do you want to be a better person and be able to handle it better, have better coping skills, have more tools in your pocket? Like, do you want to grow or not? And that will take feeling extremely uncomfortable. And you can get excited about it. I now get excited to get uncomfortable.
0: Nobody else would ever say
1: that. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. put that on record for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but I, I think it's like such a strength to be able to say that, and you know, it made me think about like when Emily and I first became therapists. They would tell us when we entered into grad school, they were like, "A lot of your relationships are going to change as you go yeah. through this process," and the awareness yeah everyone's breaking up getting divorced for the program yes start to develop this awareness about things that you had no idea was there before and and the thing that it sounds like you have really clung on to is that even though it's terrifying and you really have to kind of rip yourself open and it's very raw that the awareness can give you so much more control over what's happening as opposed to like having reactions to it where there isn't that awareness.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And that is like, gosh, I always, I always think about myself 10 years ago to who I am today. And I'm like, not just because, you know, we age and every year I am older, but I really am more self-aware. I really can cope so much better with things than I ever could before. I have, I just have so much more knowledge about who I am and what I can handle and my resilience. And it is so crazy because if I didn't do the work 10 years ago and hadn't continued to do it, I am like, I would be scared for that, Caitlin, <laughs> because and it's never too late to start to because think of how quick 10 years goes by okay. and how much you can learn about yourself in that time. It's just incredible.
0: Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing, it's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, the lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. You got to try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to hungryroot.com slash shrinkchicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's hungryroot.com slash chicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you.
1: So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrink chicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash shrink chicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash shrink chicks. is there anything during that process like when you were at Hoffman that surprised you anything you were like i didn't expect to do this or this was this was like very helpful for me this activity or this tool that that they gave me anything that came up specifically <laughs>
2: <laughs> like every day was a surprise to me where i was like oh my gosh <laughs> um like i i really don't consider myself um like, to have a lot of rage or anger inside of me. Of course, there are times, like, in a, like, in relationships, my buttons can get pressed, and I will feel ragey. But, like, I, overall, I don't feel like an angry person. I could be pessimistic or negative, but, like, rage, no. I thought (laughs) I could, like, go in that space, because there are times where you are, you know, like, taking a baseball bat and hitting a pillow, and I thought I'd be, like, I like to be able, but I, I, I honestly I couldn't let that out. And I, what surprised me is that is a pattern. I was caring too much about what other people thought about me to fully let go. And even that realizing that was a pattern for me. You can see why it would become awareness hell because you're realizing just so much about yourself through every day. But um, so that really surprised me that I started caring about what other people thought because I didn't think I would. I thought I'm like nothing can embarrass me. I'm like so open to everything, and I'll do, I'll participate in everything, and whatever it takes. And then I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nobody judge me. And I was like, oh, interesting. That was something that really surprised me. And then I, it, it surprised me how spiritual it was, but it also surprised me how spiritual I realize I am. Um, and that was really cool for me because a really big aha moment that I had was. A lot of people feel like alone in themselves and being alone feels like we feel so much shame around that. If we're not in a relationship, if we're not like dating, if if we're just like by ourselves at a certain age, people feel shame around that. But if you call it solitude, it sounds like so much better. And so now I call being alone like being in solitude. And so anyone single out there can use them in solitude. It just sounds so much better. People (laughs) don't question that. But what is really cool is we learned about different parts of who you are. And I realized like, I am not alone. I have my spiritual self, I have my inner child, I have my intellect, I have me and I have like a spirit guide. And I'm like, I have like an army, just within myself to get myself through any kind of situation. And that's what was really cool for me was learning about all those different sides, like what, what part of me is feeling like this body shame right now or what I'm like, body dysmorphia. Is that my emotional child that was poor girl in ballet class and her body was being shamed or whatever it was? Or is this, you know, like an imposter syndrome and whatever it is, or or it's your intellect protecting you, like, don't do this. This is not good for you. And all of you could sit down at a little fake table, little Mm -hmm. spiritual table and have a conversation and get through it. And you come out of it just like a complete zoomed out vision of what that situation just was. And you handle it completely different.
0: Well, you're talking about, we call it parts work, right? Which is to have little parts yeah. of yourself come together. So we turn talk about in terms of like internal family systems theory and, and, you know, all this other little stupid fucking psychobabble we talk about. But <laughs> I, I like it because I like also what you're talking about is, you know, I think we're in a culture right now where I think it's like stuff like me- mindfulness and meditation is really normalized, but we forget that that all came from a spiritual practice of holding on to something. And what are we holding on to? And like, I'm not saying for many people, like, that that doesn't have to be God. That has to be whatever. What am I holding on to in my life that is where I ground myself and re enter? And so for maybe it's a sit down together with all my parts. Maybe it's religion for you, whatever that is. But yeah, like, what the fuck do we attach to in this day and age? <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh! I know it's crazy, and that's. I was talking to Savannah Chrisley the other day because she's very religious, and I'm very spiritual. But at the end of the day, we are all just wanting to believe in something that you know that when we die, we don't just die and go nowhere. Like, and there should be no shame around what you believe in because it's for you. It's for you, and for me, I totally just I just believe in. I don't know. I call like to me, God is the universe. And I just, I just believe it. I see so many signs every day. Uh, When I went to Hawaii after Hoffman, I was like, I was like, am I high? Like, (laughs) am I just living on the highest vibration? Like, this is where I want to be at all times. And it was magic. I was asking for signs. I got a Hawaiian blessing from this beautiful soul. And he told me to like call my spirit guides and two sea turtles just like came towards me. and oh He was like mind blown. Oh and, then it, and then it started raining and we were talking about being cleansed and he was just like, this has never happened. <laughs> He's and, like, wow,
0: I am good. <laughs> yes. yeah. He's like patting himself <laughs> yeah. on the back. <laughs>
2: yeah. he, he really was. And then I like walked away from it and I go and I sit and I'm just watching out, and whales are breaching. And like, it was, I was like, what is happening? And I've always asked for signs of like blinking lights mm. if I'm on the right path. I go back up to my room and I caught it on video. The light behind me in the shower was just going boom, 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 on and off. And I was like, okay, that's it. <laughs> I'm like, I am a spiritual gangster. What is up? I'm here.
0: Like, now I'm committed. I'm sold on this, right? I believe.
2: I believe. I believe. Yeah, it was amazing. And it was just showing me, like, to me, that was just showing me, like, you just did some really incredible work. And we're going to reward you with, like, just, like... nature.
0: Yeah.
1: As many signs <laughs> as we possibly can. Yeah, it was incredible.
0: <laughs> just in case she misses one, we'll give right. her 15. We're just going to keep going.
1: Butterflies, <laughs> yeah. whatever
2: yeah. Oh, mean. everything. it means. Everything.
1: It was just incredible. Oh my God. And so I'm just hearing this just beautiful, incredible experience where you're connecting to nature, you're connecting to yourself spiritually, you're connecting to all these different parts of yourself in this beautiful place and then coming back to reality how do you take that <laughs> oh, that's exactly that's exactly they, where i was going and it's then like they give you your phone
0: back it's <laughs> and like and when you go,
1: it's like when you go on vacation and you're like oh my god i feel amazing yeah. and then you get back yeah. the next day yeah. and you're like oh what happened to that vacation like it's I gone mean, yes says caitlin that for you, is... what i imagine
0: is you get your phone and then some fucker is leaving some rude ass comment on your instagram yeah. and you're like no no still elevated like you gotta still keep in it where are the whale? What whales? do you
2: do? Yeah, that is it, that definitely happened. Um, I got my phone back, and I was like, "Well, you know what I did is for I I kept my phone down for a lot of it. I would take, I would take it in, and then I would take pictures of beautiful moments. I caught a whale reaching. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is magic!" Um, but I tried to put my phone down for a lot of it, um, which was nice. But I will say. You know how we go shopping for pain and go looking for things that are gonna upset us mm-hmm. and it's stupid. I did it, and I was like, "What are you doing, Caitlin? You just did this whole thing, and you're..." And then I had to remember, okay, it's not like a magic pill. You don't just come out of this, and there's not like you know that arrival to healed and happiness where you're like, "I am here. I I have arrived, and now nothing will phase me, um, and I won't make any mistakes." No. I still am Caitlin, who just is still a work in progress. And so I went and Jason had tagged a photo of me while I was gone. And um I'm looking at it and he was like, Oh, I'm so proud of her for like doing this work. And then I go look at the comments, thinking like, Oh, it'd be so nice to read some support. Oh my gosh. I'm like Hey, Jason, if you're going to post about my mental health, do you want to maybe monitor the comments? <laughs> it was like, she's probably going to a and What a brilliant thing to say. She's going to work on therapy when she's just getting more plastic surgery, like oh, so many of those. And to be honest, it didn't phase me. I was like, I was like, oh, okay, somebody needs to go to Hoffman. Like it was more <laughs> like, I was like, oh, you should have what I'm having. Cause this is incredible. Like it it actually didn't bother me as much. But coming home and not being, you know, on this in this like bubble of spirituality and Hawaii and,
1: you know, having this
2: these exercises I was doing every night. And I didn't turn on a TV for like two weeks. It was amazing. And I got home and I really practiced. I really I would bring out the binder. I talked to Jason about things. He was really great. You know, you come out of this and People are really proud of you. So they want to give you this space. But after two days, it's like, okay, well, now we go back to reality. And that was when it was really hard. Um, yeah. But it, I think it was just, again, about being, even if you're aware that you're an awareness hell, like just knowing like, this is hard. You just came out of this go write your notes, do a meditation, do what the practices are. Don't hold yourself to the standard of like, if you don't do this, you failed what you just did for a week. What I just did for myself in that week will be with me forever, no matter what I do. No matter if I go drink a bottle of wine and be like, oh, I'm a dummy. Or like, if I don't do my meditations, like what I did for that week will always be in me. And I will always have that to look back on and to practice. And it's just about, they say like, there's a a road and usually it would be a stop sign, but it's, it's a choice going down that left road where you usually would go shopping for pain, not good enough. My body is this, he's going to leave me all these things is the left road. And it's so dark where if you just slowly, but surely hit that right road every time where you're just like, Oh, this is, I'm aware of what I'm doing. Um, let's switch my mind. Uh, Thank you, body, for doing this for me today. Like just little tiny shifts and try and do that every day. You'll always end up back on the left road and it you'll always go back to that because you're a human being. But if you just make those little shifts to stay on the right road, your neuro pathways will actually shift in your brain to start believing that and think about where you could be. Like think of where I'll be in 10 years from now if I keep practicing that every day of my life. It's exciting.
1: That's the thing is it does actually change your brain over time. The more you do it, even the example you gave where you were saying, you know, shopping for pain, I started looking in the Mm -hmm. comment section and you said, like, Mm -hmm. Caitlin, what are you doing? Like that, even just awareness or your ability to create space between "I'm, I'm wanting to do this, but I'm thinking about like, why am I doing this? it sounds like it gives you more of the option of like, is this a choice that I want to make?
2: Even people listening to your podcast are making a choice, you know, like they don't, they might not even realize how everything you say, every time they listen to you could be shifting something in their brain to be changing their outcome of like how they feel. And that's so cool. Cause it's like, I understand that what I, what I did with Hoffman or what I'm doing, people can't afford that sometimes, or it's, mm-hmm you know, not just like available to everybody. So to even just be able to listen to this free podcast for them is doing something positive for their brainwaves. Like, it's so cool.
0: does make you so aware, though, about like what we're consuming, right? Because like it is, right? Like it's fun to, in theory, we think it's fun to consume, (laughs) you know, trash, right? Like that, like it feels good to do this and to do that, but it is numbing. Right, oh like, and that's like, because if it feels good that fast, it's probably not that good. Is how I I'm tell like,
2: myself. Why I don't even watch Vanderpump Rules? Why am I scrolling <laughs> for hours about Raquel?
0: Like,
1: what is happening? Same, lesson same. I know. I don't. know I've, I, I really am like, show, digging deep, but for I no felt reason. left
0: out, so I read an article about it. <laughs>
2: <I> just, <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing, and then I'm like, that. I was getting into a whole wormhole with Jason about what numbing is because he likes to put bets on sports, mm-hmm. but it's but he's such a numbers guy and it actually makes him happy and he knows how to do it without having a problem. And I'm like, trying to figure out, I'm like, is that numbing? I don't don't know. Like I, he's probably so annoyed with me because every, I I really (laughs) have been good about not like that's a pattern. Oh, you need to work. You probably got that from your dad. Like I do not do that. But that was a really challenging thing to not point out other people's patterns.
0: We'll do that off the microphone one time to tell you about, I mean, I've been with my partner for 13 years. And the fact that um he hasn't left me because of how annoying, like I'll be like <laughs> learning a new theory. And I'm like, blah, 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 this. And he's like, really? Because like fucking four months ago when you were on this <laughs> different theory, it was something else. And I was like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and so it is, it's hard. It's hard for us when our partners aren't doing the growth the same way. Right. And it's also hard for our partners when we're doing the growth so rapidly, right? And it's just this idea yes. about like meeting someone truly where they're at. And it's so easy for people to shit on relationships about like, oh, well, I guess it'll mean Caitlin and Jason are going to break up because she's doing this and he's not into it. But like, my yeah. husband's a freaking engineer; like, he couldn't give a shit less about feelings, like not at all. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing. I'm not doing this for
2: anybody but myself. Yep. You know, I I want to show up better in a relationship, but it does expose people who are not doing the work for sure.
1: Yes. Yeah. I am going to create, I decided maybe a theory or a book or something. Don't quote me on this because I probably never will. It's going to be called sneaky therapy. And it's how you like <laughs> slowly integrate sneaky therapy to, into your partner who maybe is unwilling. I like that. <laughs> That's never, right? It's good.
2: But I will say there, there, you know, we talked about this in our retreat was you don't want to like push therapy or even the Hoffman workshop or whatever you're doing, you can't push it on someone. You just have to be the light where you're like encouraging other people to see it within you and go, Oh my gosh, I want to have what she's having. I want to do what she's doing because I can see that growth and that light inside of her.
1: Yeah. And pushing people have to come to something on their own, right? No matter what. And I think so badly, and we see this with clients too, that, when you're going through some and and you've reached this point of like, I'm enlightened or I had this aha moment. And like my whole life has changed from doing something therapeutic or going to therapy or listening to podcasts. We so badly want to share that with people we love because we're like, this has transformed my life. And I want to share that with you. I want, I want you to feel the same way. And it can be really hard with people in your life who maybe won't take that in or have a hard time taking that in because they're not at that point.
2: Right. Yeah. I've been, I've been lucky because my dad who I'm with right now is just like, he, he used to want to be a therapist. Like he loves that kind of stuff. And so it's so easy to talk to him because he's also been doing AA meetings for about 30 years and that is therapy in itself, you know, like there's a lot of similarities. And so talking to him about Hoffman was Such an incredible, deep, meaningful conversation, and um, same thing with like my mom is just so intrigued by it, and she sees a difference in me too. So she's like, so, but I can't imagine talking to people who are just completely shut off to it, you know? Like a lot of people that were in Hoffman were like so scared to go back and talk to their parents about what they just went through, and um, and I just couldn't. I I had like a, a lot of empathy for for people in that regard. I actually found myself in Hoffman sobbing for other people during the process, because you, you know, I didn't ever want to compare traumas or emotions or what people are going through. But there are some people out there who go through so many things that I can't even imagine. And My heart just goes out to them for what they have to go through because
1: it's, there's some heavy stuff out there. It's so true. And I think the one thing, not the one thing, but one of the really important things we've learned from being therapists is like how unbelievably resilient people are oh my gosh it's mind-blowing it really is truly it really (laughs) is I think it does bring for me it brings it
0: back to in some ways the idea of spirituality but like what are we all doing here and what do we owe to each other and one of the things I really think we owe to each other is curiosity and compassion right I want to understand you and who you are and I want to be compassionate towards it because if you really spend time with people and you hear their story, it's one of the reasons why I think this is the best job in the world is once you, I always tell people like, you know, that person who's like a dick or who like runs into you getting off the subway and they're so rude. And you're like, what the fuck's yep. the problem? Well, then they come into our office and we get to understand why they are the way they are. And then it's really easy to not judge people so much.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, that is a pattern I learned I have really bad was being judgmental. And even just like being there and seeing other people go through it, I was like, oh, I probably would have judged that person for this. And I would have, and now I want to hug them, (laughs) Yeah, Uh, you know, and that's what, that's where I kind of, my mind has shifted over the last little while, actually for like the trolls and the the dicks online, (laughs) where I'm Mm -hmm. just like, I kind of want to hug them. Like what is happening in their dark? demon lives that they are just so angry at me, you know, and then it's it's probably they've gone through
1: something. Yeah. And you know what happens is like the more compassion and empathy you develop for yourself, the more you can develop that in other people when you see that they're having a reaction to something that they're going through, right? Mm -hmm. It starts to depersonalize it in a lot of ways where it's like, this is really, about something going on with them that they're projecting onto me.
0: I think Mm -hmm. we got to make a plug for group therapy because I feel like um, individual therapy and couples therapy is getting more normalized all the time. And I still feel like people are really scared of group therapy, but this is a really good example of how group therapy can be incredibly beneficial to work on relational skills because then it also helps you in your relationships you bring home to work on those stances as well. And I feel like people don't talk about group therapy enough. No, they don't.
2: Yeah. That's, I mean, I would have never put myself in that position until Hoffman. And now I'm like, what, what are we so afraid of? Like sharing our feelings with other people who want to share their feelings? Like it's powerful when you're in a group,
0: it's powerful. Really? Okay. So first I'm going to ask you, number one takeaway from the growth work you've done and you've been rocking. And then we got to ask you to call some bullshit, call some BS. (laughs)
2: I think the number one takeaway is that you're, there is not like an arrival to being healed. I think that was like the one thing where people just want, you know, especially in this world, instant gratification and to, you know, get somewhere and feel this way, feel successful at it. Um, but yeah, there's not, you're never going to just get somewhere and go, okay, I'm healed. Um, you're just constantly a work in progress and, um, you're your own little project. Like you're going to go through moments where you need to heal different parts of you. And you'll go through different phases in your life where you'll need to work more on this or work more on the other, but you're never going to get to somewhere where you go, okay, I'm here. I'm successful. I'm happy. I'm healed. And that's like, it's just not, you know, realistic. And I think that's cool to understand because for me, I was like, yeah, I just kept trying to get there where I'm like, God, when will I ever be that? And it's like you just won't, and that's life. Mm-hmm. A bullshit myth. Um, I think what I really have been thinking about lately is like relationships with um, social media, and um, I'm gonna read what I what I quoted on my Instagram the other day okay. because Please. it just really hit home for me because. Uh, Jason and I aren't like kissing on Instagram and super affectionate on all over Instagram and we're not posting each other all the time. And even though we feel a lot of pressure for that, because people are like, you know, they come up with breakup rumors and all this stuff, but okay. I, I'm just not even a very affectionate person, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I could be better at it. That's for sure. Um,
0: but I quote, you also don't owe it to anyone, but people think you owe it to them. I think exactly people have this idea with parasocial relationships. They owe me to tell me what's happening with a a wedding or dating or dogs or anything. And like, you actually don't owe shit to anyone.
2: Which is really hard for me to understand. And, and because I do share so much with everybody and I do want to be an open book. And I am so grateful for this loyal audience that I have that feel like a community that I do feel like I owe them some things. Um, but I owe them the truth. And also I owe myself my own privacy. And so it's a hard uh, little gray area to be in. But I read this, there's this guy I love to follow on Instagram called at King. And he said, happy couples aren't just the ones posting kissing selfies. They're the ones having uncomfortable conversations, helping each other overcome trauma and ugly crying to save the relationship. Happy couples prioritize growth and are a source of inspiration for each other. And I just love that because it's like happy couples, like people's definition seems to be this one thing and happy couples look different for everybody. And I'm just sick of people being like, well, if you're engaged and you're not planning a wedding and you're not posting kissing selfies on social media, and you're not posting each other like you must not be happy. And I'm like, happy couples can be actually on the verge of breaking up and fighting for each yeah. other. Yes. They can be both. And that to me, it's just bullshit when people think happy couples don't have problems.
0: Yeah. It's, it's funny because there's an expectation probably in similar ways we feel an expectation of people think we should have perfect relationships because of what our jobs are and this year my husband and I went and did a three-day intensive fucking 12 hours a day three days um because we were trying to figure out if we should get divorced or not and people are uncomfortable with me being honest about that in some ways but this is hard no matter who you are I don't give a shit what anyone (laughs) says it doesn't speak to like how much you love another person but relationships are incredibly complex. They're
2: no matter so what. hard, so hard, and like to me, the fact that you can say that out loud makes me want to like listen to this podcast every day because I crave authenticity and raw, honest people who have no shame, or if they do have shame, they're going to talk about it. And like, I just, why are we all hiding from who we are? To and it's all for other people. Yeah. It's all for other people. If you didn't admit that, it's because you would be like oh, I don't want people to think this because I'm a therapist. Like it's, I just love honesty.
1: Yeah. That is honestly like one of the main reasons why we do this podcast is because you think of therapists or someone you see on Instagram, someone who's posting very specific things and you think, oh, they must have this perfect life. They're perfect relationship. Mm -hmm. And in the end, we are all human and Mm -hmm. we are all struggling in different ways. And so I think it does unite people really authentically when we can be really honest about what's going on and to know that like, no, that's, it's just reality, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's going through difficult times in your relationship is just a reality. It doesn't mean you don't love each other. It doesn't mean that, you know, things are terrible. It's just a reality of being a human being and being in relationships. Yep.
2: Yeah. Like I think about how invested we all are in this Raquel, whatever, Tom scandal, whatever. And and I'm like, okay, like now I go deeper I'm like, why am I so into this? Like, why mm-hmm. does this? And why are other people so and I know they put themselves out there, they're reality stars, people are invested but people need to take a little step back and look at why they care so much about other people's relationships. And I have to do it too. I have to do it too. Um, But it also gives me a better understanding of why people are so invested in mine. Cause I'm like, I get it. I get it. And I love it too at the same time. But um, yeah, I think, I think people also think like, Oh, Caitlin's done all this therapy and she went to this Hoffman and she's so like inner peace and happy. Like I also am still like waking up on some days being like, Oh shit, I'm not okay. I'm yeah. struggling today. I have no confidence. Like there's still days that I go through that. And that's again, where I say that there's not, um, there's not a completion where you're like, here I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm you just healed. keep in doing the, the work. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. You just keep working through it. Mm-hmm. Caitlin. Wow. It was great to fucking see you. You're, <laughs> you're so killing it. So great.
0: great, great. So proud and <laughs> impressed of you.
1: And Thank every time cute. we talk to you, we leave the conversation and we say to ourselves, we feel so good after um, we talk yeah. to you. You just have like such an incredible energy. Mm-hmm. And it so cool. just, i we we, we really, mean every single time we have a conversation, we feel that. Yeah. So just want to let you know that you, that's what My you My eyes are me. watering. <laughs> I, got, I really like, mean
2: it. You know, when you're, like nose starts tingling and like your eyes yeah. start sweating that just like it's going up yes that's, that's when yeah, my pelvic floor so thi-
0: physical therapist says I have to strengthen my <laughs> pelvic floor when I get that feeling that's one of my warning signs right. it, it happens in your nose what for real that's yes you know I don't pee <laughs> myself I gotta work on my pelvic floor after childbirth you know <laughs> it's one of the ways heard just, that's a thing hey yeah I've heard tingle. that
2: and I went to a my godson's friend's second birthday at a gymnasium the other day. Oh, everyone. I have not had, <laughs> I have not had a child and I was jumping on a trampoline and peed myself, like not yeah, fully, but yeah.
1: like a little out And I'm like, what is going to happen? I know it output? just pours. I think we got to normalize this too, you know, on top of, on top of the, you know, like people peeing themselves, we got to normalize, go to pelvic floor physical therapy yeah next Just next like
0: podcast happens.
2: next yes, podcast next.
1: that's amazing thank you guys Kaylin. so much
2: for saying that and having oh. me that is so special I feel the same way about you two and uh this was I don't even want it to be over that was so I great know.
0: well where <laughs> can everyone find you although everyone probably already knows but again <laughs> tell everyone where they can listen to you where I they will... can follow you and where they can buy
2: the best wine in the whole world <laughs> it is pretty good um I will shameless plug myself till yes. the cows come home So at Caitlin Bristow is uh, my social media. That's, I mean, Instagram's. I was gonna say snapchat oh my god date yourself um <laughs> it TikTok. was
1: the mp3 player took yeah, you back.
2: <laughs> yeah it took me back uh tiktok instagram twitter all those things it's just caitlin brusso but um my wine is at spade and sparrows it is truly not only a wine brand like we have built a community of the best women it's so cool um and my podcast off the vine is every tuesday and my other podcast great therapy every thursday and uh it's something i'm really proud of i love the conversations I have with people, as you know, you've been on and, uh, yeah, it's anywhere you find
0: your podcasts amazing thank you for listening to today's episode of shrink chicks make sure you send this episode to a friend as well you can rate review subscribe follow on apple podcast um if you are interested in working on yourself growing the hell out of yourself just like caitlin has we'd love to hook you up with an amazing therapist from the therapy group if you're in the states of massachusetts new york new jersey delaware pennsylvania florida california and many more coming soon um we love you thanks for listening and don't forget that to grow yourself you got to know yourself.